0: A young couple had their elderly pastor over for Sunday dinner. And so they were visiting in the living room when there was some minor crisis in the kitchen. So the parents hurried off to the kitchen, leaving the pastor with their young daughter. And the pastor said, What are we having for dinner? And the little girl said, We're having goat. Did you say goat? Yes, we're having goat. I heard Daddy say to Mommy, today is as good as any day to have an old goat for dinner. <laughs> now, the old-timer could have been offended, but he was a good poor and a mature Christian, so he just laughed. There was nothing to forgive. But, of course, you know That in life, the bumps and bruises we receive are often a lot worse than being called a goat. Sometimes, because of the way you were hurt, or the depth of your pain, you won't forgive, or you won't be able to forgive, without some help. Some holy help. And that is, in part, what today's Gospel reading from our own St. John, was about. The apostles are trying to convince Thomas, as you know, that Jesus has been raised from the dead. Thomas famously won't believe. And then Jesus appears to them, to the group of the apostles, and he tells them, to summarize that semi-lengthy passage, let me see... He summarized it, We could summarize it by Jesus saying to them, Receive the Holy Spirit and forgive sins. Receive the Holy Spirit and forgive sins. Receive the Holy Spirit and forgive sins. This is an important foundation for the entire series on forgiveness. Often, forgiveness won't be possible without God's help. So keeping in mind the need for the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of prayer. In other words, you should be asking God for help with forgiveness issues. And you should be praying for the people involved in the forgiveness issues. Keeping that in mind. Let's look at four principles related to forgiveness. Principle number one. Forgiveness is a process, not an event. Forgiveness is a process... Not an event. Repeat after me, forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is a process. Not an, event. Not an event. I am always a little leery or concerned when I hear about a horrific accident or a terrible shooting. And immediately, or like an hour later, the family will say, we have forgiven the offender. In a traumatic circumstance like that, is too soon. They have not yet begun to experience the full impact of what has happened. The loss. They have not experienced the full whirlwind of emotion which is before them. They are numb. They are in shock. It's too soon. Now, of course, minor offenses, especially with God's help, can be forgiven outright. Sort of brushed off of you. But very often, forgiveness will be a process. Now, this is not the same statement as time heals. Time heals. As some of you know all too well, time does not always heal heartache. Sometimes time simply allows heartache to fester into deep bitterness or regret. And so, when we say that forgiveness is a process, that means more than just allowing time to pass. It means that if you want to forgive someone, or I want to forgive someone, we have some work to do. Ready to roll off your sleeves? So the first principle is that forgiveness is a process, not an event. The second principle is that forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. Tell your neighbor forgiveness is a choice. People very often in this subject confuse their hearts with their heads. But forgiveness is simply this. You make a decision to forgive someone. It's a rational act of the will. It is a choice. Sometimes you can only do that with God's help. But it's a choice. It's a decision. It's not a feeling. Now check out this next distinction. It's very important. So, therefore, when you make that decision to forgive someone, it may take a while for your feelings to catch up with your choice to forgive. In other words, you may not feel forgiveness toward that person right away. But that's besides the point. The point is you have made a choice, with God's help, to forgive. First principle, forgiveness is a process, not an event. Second principle is that forgiveness is a choice. And this brings us to the third principle. Forgiveness is a behavior. Forgiveness is a behavior. Check your neighbor. So once you've made that decision, often it needs God's help to forgive someone, then the fun part begins. You actually have to behave toward them in a forgiving manner. Meaning, you strive not to keep thinking about what they did. You don't ruminate about it. You don't talk about it with them anymore. You don't talk about it with other people anymore. You probably shouldn't be talking about it with other people anyway, for the most part. And you strive to not let it hinder the relationship. Now, sometimes, of course, there are trust issues. And the person needs to sort of regain trust, of course. Did you catch all that? Uh, I'll rewind just for fun. (laughs) Once you have made that decision to forgive someone, then you actually have to behave for them in a forgiving way. This means you strive not to think about it anymore. You keep ruminating. You don't talk about it with them anymore. You don't talk about it with other people. I shouldn't be talking about other people anyway. And you strive not to have it interfere or hinder the relationship. Okay. So, in other words, it's not enough simply to say, Oh, I forgive you, and then make them pay by your behavior. We've all been there. Or, to say the same thing in a much colorful way, more colorful way, let me quote Marlena Dietrich, the gorgeous Hollywood actress from the golden era of Hollywood. Here's how she says it. Once a woman has forgiven her man... She must not reheat his sins for breakfast. (laughs) You actually have to behave toward the person as if you've forgiven them. Remember, liking is optional. Love is required. So at first, you may not feel like behaving toward this person in that way. But your feelings will often catch up with your actions. Now, if you get stuck here... Many people do. You really, really, really get stuck. In principle three, you pray, you've made the choice, you keep ruminating about it forever, you just can't behave toward the person in a forbidding way. That's a signal. <coughs> it's a signal that you may need to avail yourself of the help that God can provide through a counselor or a pastor. You may need to talk that issue through with someone. Okay. Let's pause and do a little review. We've gone over three of the 75 principles we're going to go over this morning. <laughs> Let's see if you know the first three. First one is forgiveness is a process, not an event. The second is that forgiveness is a choice. And the third is forgiveness is a behavior. Good, you're awake. And this brings us to number four of the 75 principles Four of the final principle that we're going to look at this morning. And that is that forgiveness is not reconciliation. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Tell your neighbor. Forgiveness and reconciliation are not the same thing. Now if you are a Christian, especially if you're striving to be a disciple then you have been drafted into the superhero team called the the Forgivers, and it's your mission to leave this place and go and forgive people. Forgiveness is letting go of the offense, letting go of the hurt, letting go of the pain that someone has caused you. It's not excusing it. It's not saying it was okay. It's forgiving it. You can forgive someone who's not sorry. It's highly desirable if they're sorry. But you can still forgive them. You can forgive someone who's dead. Maybe you have some issue with someone from a long time ago. You can actually forgive someone without talking to them. Now this happens all the time with minor issues. and We're just brushing things off. That's easy. But even with a serious thing. Though often, talking or at least communicating in some way is desirable. And with God's help, forgiveness is always possible. Now, I didn't say it always happens, but it's always possible. Reconciliation is not always possible. Reconciliation is a getting back together or a carrying on of the relationship. to bringing back things the way they were before or maybe a different way than they were. Now, does this happen a lot? Yes or no? Yes, it happens all the time. Happens all the time. Now, occasionally, the relationship, friendship, marriage, work partnership is never quite the same. But more often, it improves it. In fact, folks, as you know, this is how friendships and working partnerships and marriages are improved over the years as people work through these things in a healthy way. However, If someone has terribly hurt you, and certainly if someone has abused you, it would be unwise and not safe to try to reconcile the relationship. Question. Should we, in most cases, strive for reconciliation? Most people. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. But then there's a tough one, right? You've done all you can to try to reconcile with someone, and they are not willing. That is, that's just heartache, isn't it? And when you can sincerely pray that prayer to say, Lord, I have done all that I can do in this situation. And when you can sincerely pray, not, oh yeah, I, I did what I could do. You're full of it. No, when you can sincerely say, Lord, I've done all that I can. Then you reach a point where you have to say, Lord... I hope for this situation to change. I hope for this person and I to connect. But I've done what I can. It's now up to you. I have to carry on. So reconciliation is not always possible. But we should always strive for forgiveness. Okay, let's do one more review of the four principles. Principle number one. Forgiveness is a process, not an event. Number two, forgiveness is a Number three, forgiveness is a... And number four, forgiveness is... Good, good. We have just scratched... We have just scratched the surface of forgiveness this morning. Next Sunday we're going to be looking at forgiving yourself. And for some of you, that is the hardest thing. And you know who you are. But let's have a very brutal moment of honesty, shall we? A very brutal moment of honesty. Often the reason you and I do not forgive other people is because we don't want to. We're stubborn. We don't feel that person or what they did is worthy of our forgiveness. If you've ever felt that way, say amen. amen. I can certainly relate to that. But that reminds me of a prayer written by a young boy who died in a concentration camp. He obviously spent a lot of time working on the prayer. Here it is. O Lord, remember not only the men and women of goodwill, but also those of ill will. But do not remember all the sufferings they have inflicted upon us. Instead, remember the fruits we have borne. Because of this suffering, our fellowship, our loyalty to one another, our humility, our courage, our generosity, the greatness of heart that has grown from this trouble. When our persecutors come to be judged by you, let all of these fruits that we have borne be their forgiveness. If that boy can forgive his captors and murderers, then you and I, through the power of the Holy Spirit, can forgive others too. Amen.